I'm Mike Franzone, and welcome to the Prophecy Channel. Well, today we want to look at the Great White Throne Judgment. It is the final judgment from Revelations 20, verse 11 through 15. And if you don't mind, I will read that to you right now. Verse 11, Revelations 20. Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it, from whose the face, the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God. And the books were opened, and another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them. And they were judged each one according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. So before I get into the great white throne, because it, this is the last judgment, I want to give you a brief outline what I believe the last days will look like. The rapture of the church, I do believe the church will be raptured or caught up with Jesus before the tribulation period. I don't believe we'll be going through the tribulation period again. Another message sometime. There'll be a seven-year tribulation period, a seven years of judgment. That last three and a half years will be terrible. And so rapture, tribulation, seven years, Jesus comes back visibly. He intervenes in the battle of Armageddon. Now he sets up a thousand year reign here on earth. And let me say that at the end of that thousand year reign, Satan is released. Satan is, is bound up in the first beginning of the thousand years. Perfect environment. At the end of the thousand years, he is released. And when he is, he gathers an army together of humans who have rejected Christ. In, believe it or not, rejected Christ during the thousand year millennial reign. And then Satan is defeated. His armies are destroyed. And then there is the great white throne judgment. It's a fact. Hebrews 9, 27 says it's been appointed men once to die and after that, the judgment. Jesus makes allusion to this in John chapter 5. I want to read this to you. John chapter 5, verse 25. Listen very carefully. Jesus said this, Most assuredly I say to you, the hour is coming and now is when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son to have life in himself and has given him authority to execute judgment because he is the Son of Man. Do not marvel at this, for the hour is coming in which all who, all who are in the graves will hear his voice and come forth, those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. So, he speaks of two resurrections here. Unbelievers are raised. They'll be joined with their bodies. It would be a just, fair, equitable evaluation. But it's final. I mean, when you read Revelation chapter 20, it's an awesome feeling of hopelessness. 
The atmosphere is permeated with the feeling of dread because the cup of iniquity is full. Let's go ahead and get back to Revelations 20. Let me begin reading in verse 11. I call this the judge who is the judge here. I saw, John says, a great white throne and him who sat on it from whose face the earth and the heavens fled away and there was found no place for them. I saw a great white throne. Look at the word great. It is a Greek word, megas. It means large in size and stature. It's where we get our word uh, mega from, right? Bigger than all the other thrones in the Bible. The size could mean seriousness. This is a serious, serious judgment. Revelation 20, listen to verse 4. Let me just compare these. I saw thrones, John says in verse 4 of Revelation 20. I saw thrones and they sat on them and the judgment was committed to them. Watch. I saw thrones and they sat on them and judgment was committed to them. And then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God who had not worshipped the beast or his image and had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands. They lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. That rest of the dead, that rest of the dead, that is, are those who will be standing at the great white throne judgment. All right. We will be, we'll be sitting on thrones as well. We'll be ruling and reigning with Christ. And that's what he means at the first. But remember, there will be two judgments, judgments of the righteous, judgments of the unrighteous. Those who have received Jesus, those who have rejected Jesus. It's a white throne. The Greek word lukon speaks of more than just the color. It speaks of holiness, righteousness, purity. His judgments will be right. They'll be fair. They'll be just. And, and the judge, this judge who sits on that throne, he will judge thoughts, intents, motives. If you remember, he was judged on earth, wasn't he? He was judged by the wicked high priest. He was judged by the hypocritical Pharisees. He was judged by the obedient Romans and the fearful Jews. He was beaten. He was mocked. He was spit on. He was railed. He was cursed at, crucified. Who is he? 2 Timothy 4.1, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the living and the dead at his appearing and kingdom. You can go to Acts 10.42. John 5, 22, and you really see the same thing. And he says, his face, at his, at his presence, the earth and the heaven fled away. Now, now, what does that mean? Those who will be standing before God, who is Jesus Christ, in the, in the picture of Jesus Christ, they will be judged, they will not be judged on the actual earth. Or the actual heaven because we don't know where because revelation 21 1 said there'll be a new heaven and a new earth and, and listen to what peter said over in uh second peter chapter 3 i'll turn my bible there look at verse 10 he said the day of the lord will come as a thief in the night which the heavens will pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up therefore since all these things will be dissolved with what manner of uh, persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, but watch. 
looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire. Elements will melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for a new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. It's very possible it's not going to be here on earth. It, it will, they'll be judged somewhere, somewhere, but not here on earth. The earth will be gone. And he says this, I thought this was a very interesting word, is the Greek word fled and the Greek word found. He says here, and uh, the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them. Now, the word fled means to vanish, to be gone, to escape. And there was no place found for them. And the word found means no found no place for them being physically gone, or rather, you can't find them. It means you were looking for the new for heaven and earth, and you couldn't find the old heaven and earth. It's in the aorist tense, which means the old earth and heaven have been burned up. They've been vanished. Poof, they're gone. Uh, and, and it means in the Greek, by a sudden and violent action. So they're gone. You'll stand before God. Without Jesus Christ, you stand before the great white throne. And you'll be judged. And verse 12 speaks of the judged. And he says in verse 12, And I saw the dead and small and great standing before God. And the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. There will be two judgments. 2 Corinthians 5.10 says that those who have accepted Jesus as their Savior, they will stand at the judgment seat of Christ, but not judge for their salvation. They'll judge for their rewards. It's, it's going to be like in the Olympics. You know, you get a gold medal. You're not going to get kicked out of the Olympics. But what did you accomplish? And you'll received rewards based on how you lived and what you did here on earth. And then there's the other judgment, the great white throne judgment of unbelievers. And they will be judged at different times. You'll be judged during the seven-year tribulation as a believer in heaven, receiving rewards. At the end of a thousand years, then those who do not know Jesus Christ, then that they will have that special judgment, and that will be that great white throne judgment. Unbelievers are those who refuse to acknowledge Jesus as Lord. They are those who prefer their sin over God's salvation. They've rebelled and rejected the living Christ rulership over their lives. Psalm 9:17 says, The wickedness shall be turned to hell and all the nations that forget God. And it says he will judge the dead, necros. And this speaks of spiritual death. You know, the Bible says here in Revelation 20, I think I believe it's verse 15. Uh, no, verse 14. He says, this is the second death. The first death is when you die physically. The second death is when you die spiritually. And the word dead necros means the souls of the dead, spiritual death, not physical yet. That's coming. Now, does it mean they're going to sleep, that they don't feel anything? What's ironic, if you go to Luke chapter 16, Jesus spoke about a person who was in hell and they had all their senses all of your senses, even though you might not have your body, you'll still have sight, sound, feeling, all of those as well. Hard to figure out and understand, but it will happen. John said, I saw this great white throne 
And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before the judge, who is Jesus Christ, God. The lost of the ages will be there. Cain, Nimrod, King Ahab, Jezebel, Judas, Sodom and Gomorrah, all those who rebelled against God there. The thieves will be there, murderers, fornicators, Jack the Ripper, serial killers, child molesters, dope heads, Hitler, Stalin, all the mouths and Lenins of this world, they'll all be there standing before God. But here's the sad thing. There'll be good people there, church people there. There'll be Baptists there, Methodists, Catholic, Presbyterians, Episcopals, Church of God, Assembly of God, every denomination, church leaders will be there, presidents, mayors, governors, social media stars, celebrities, Hollywood stars, every race, every color, and creed. And why? Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father unless he comes through me. He didn't say I was a way. He said, I'm the only way. So you might think all roads lead to the same place, but that's false. All roads don't lead to the same place. Jesus said, I am the only way to heaven. And when you get here, when you get to the great white throne judgment, there are no excuses, there are no second chances, and there's no purgatory. Now he speaks of the jury. He speaks about books. He says, you're standing before God. He opens books, and then he opens another book, plural and singular. The dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in the books. Let's pull over and park on this. Books were open. Everything we do on earth is being recorded. Matthew 12, 36. Listen to what Jesus said. Jesus spoke about this in Matthew 12, verse 36. I'll get to it and read it to you. But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you'll be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Now, Malachi speaks of this in Malachi chapter 3, 16. He says, So a book of remembrance was written before him, and for those who fear the Lord, and who meditate on his name. A book of remembrance. You could go to Ecclesiastes 12, 14, Hebrews 4, 13, Romans chapter 14, verse 11, 12. They all say the same thing, the good and the bad and the ugly. This is your opportunity now. This is your opportunity to plead your case. You never accepted Jesus in this life, but now you can plead your case. If you think you, your, all your good works will get you to heaven, plead your case, man. If you think your church attendance will get you to glory, plead your case. He opens the books. And maybe you did a lot of good things in life. Wonderful. But there's one book that's the kicker. And he says he opened the book of life. What is the book of life? I believe the book of life is a divine register, a divine register. And this divine register list, every um, person who has accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And what's so cool about this, it's the official record of names written in the book. This is the official record. The Bible says there's actually a book of life. Now, some scholars believe that if it contained, it first contained every name of 
per every person who will ever be born on earth or who will be born. And if they reject Christ, their name is blotted out or erased. I think Daniel had, or David had said something about that in, in Psalm 51, that everybody who was ever born, remember God is, I am, he is past, present, and future. He lives in all three. And that everybody's name is put in that book. Everybody that is born and will be born. And if you reject Christ, your name is blotted out. You see, man was created to be an eternal soul. And so this doctrine of annihilation, where people say, well, once you die, that's it. You're gone. You're gone. No, no. You just disappear. That's not true. Let's go see Luke 16. You'll see that's not true. That's false. Your soul will live on. When you pass away, after this, the Bible says, after, uh, after we die, there is the judgment. So the book of life is the most important book ever written. Daniel said that in Daniel 12, 1. This is the book that has your name in it. And we hope your name is in it. But let's get a little deeper into this. Look at the judgment, verse 13, 14, and 15. But I want to bring one thing out that I didn't want to miss. It really got me to thinking here. The dead were judged according to their works by the things which were written in it. And then in verse 13, and they were judged each one according to his works. What does that mean? Everybody at the great white throne is going into the lake of fire. They're going to hell. They're unbelievers. They've never trusted Jesus. It is too late. So why are they judged according to their works? I think there's some verses in the gospels that Jesus spoke about. And another verse in this verse, that is, there is an inference that I believe that there could be, how do we put this? Degrees of hell. Degrees of hell. It's all going to be terrible. It's all going to be a lake of fire. There's going to be burning. There's going to be horrible, horrible things. And I have a whole message and sermon on my uh, YouTube uh, channel, Mike Franzo Ministries, on hell. Horrible. But is it possible that somebody like Hitler, and he's going to experience hell, will that be different than someone else who went to church all their life but never trusted Jesus, who was a good person but still in the lake of fire? Something to think about. I'll have to have a message on that someday. Well, verse 13, 14, 15, the body will be resurrected to join the soul. And here at the great white throne, the body is resurrected to join the soul and judgment is rendered. Verse 13, it says, the sea gave up the dead who were in it and death and Hades delivered up the dead that were in them. And they were judged each one according to his work. So watch, watch. The net, the word dead, the Sea gave up the dead, necros, soul, spiritual. And then he says this, and death and Hades delivered up the dead that were in them. That's a second Greek word, thanatos, which means physical death, the physical body. And so Hades is the realm of the departed spirits. You can translate as hell is what he's saying here. Here's a temporary holding place for the unbelievers, the lost. They're in misery until the final judgment. And then there's more misery as well. The dead from the sea have been given up. Death in death and Hades. Hell gives up the dead that were in there. They were held there when they died. And verse 14 says, this is the second death. And that's why he says here, 
when then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire, this is the second death. There is no escaping the great white throne judgment. If you're there, it's too late. If you're a believer, your works are recorded, good and bad. But the good news is the Bible says your bad works are blotted out through the forgiveness and the blood of Christ. You'll only be judged on your good works. And that will determine your rewards, your measure of authority, and what you will rule over in the kingdom. And what we will reign over and what our role is determined by the judgment seat of Christ. Because you were sent here for a purpose. Your life is important. But verse 15 is sad. Is your name written in the book of life? If it's not, he says, anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Here is where the deciding vote is cast. The book of life. Will there be an awful blank where your name should be? John 3.16 said, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe in him should not die but have everlasting life. All of us have sinned. All of us have come short of the glory of God. But the Bible says in Romans 6.23 that we're, uh, because of sin, there's going to be death. But the gift of God is eternal life. You say, well, how do I receive that? Simple, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. You reach out today. Ask Jesus to forgive you. Ask Jesus to cleanse you. Commit your entire life to Christ. Ask him to save you today, and he will. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned. We have more on the Prophecy Channel.